Welcome back to Her Fantasy Football Podcast, where three sisters help you find feel more comfortable about your fantasy football decisions. I know they're hard. Subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com or on iTunes to get our show, rankings, and much more. Comments and five-star rankings are always welcomed, people. We love you. I know you love us. Even if you don't, you still can do it. We love hearing from you on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook at Facebook backslash her fantasy football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Right. Last show we covered quarterbacks. This show we're talking about running backs. Woo. Awesome. Next show we'll be talking about wide receivers. And the show after that, we'll finish up with the rest of those guys. You know, tight ends, kickers, and defenses. They matter too. They do. They do. But Brandon, you got any social media questions about running backs this week? I do, I do, I do. I have a couple questions. So, um, at Andrew892. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Uh, he has a question. It says, um, I'm a big believer in Doug Martin. But Hey-o. obviously, there's always the unknown from injuries and how he started last season. Any hope as a top eight running back who doesn't love the Bucks? Got that from us. I, I love Doug Martin. I'm all about him this year. I'm drafting him. I'm excited about him. I think he's somewhat of a sleeper uh, kind of thing situation where you can get him later than you did last year. And I think he's going to be your number one running, running back this year. Not overall, but for your fantasy team. So I'm into him. Yeah, I've got him ranked high, at least according to Brandon. Brandon's like, <laughs> what is does. this? Everyone does. I don't understand. Because he's a talent. He's a talented guy. He just, he got hurt, you know, and he's going he's gonna to bounce back. He's young, which helps with the whole injury thing as well. It's not like he's McFadden, you know. Ouch. But, um, no, I, th- I agree with Courtney. I think he's going to be your top running back on your team. I think he could. He'll def- I think he'll definitely fall into the top ten, and he could fall into the top five this year, pending. Personally. Well, you have to draft like him. him that way, so you hope so. I mean, everyone has him, like, in the top ten in the whole draft, and I, I, I had him at the beginning of last season, and before he got hurt, it wasn't happening either. Now, they also had Josh Freeman at quarterback. They didn't have Greg Schiano as their coach. Yeah, there was some I mean, drama there were a lot of problems. on that team going on. Yeah, but I also I, – I just feel like he's kind of in that – Fingers crossed, Zach Stacy, Giovanni Bernard. Um, I have a I little more faith Giovanni in Arian Bernard Foster. In same room. Yeah, me but neither. Le'Veon Bell. I, I wouldn't. I would. I would draft all of those guys before Doug Martin. Well, this so. is his third season, correct? What? You would draft Giovanni Bernard over Doug Martin. That's crazy talk. Well, crazy. because. The new offensive coordinator in Cincinnati wants to use him like a bell cow, and I think I think he has the talent. I think he'll do it. I yeah, I think I would. I don't Yikes. love it. I don't love enjoy. it. Enjoy, enjoy. And I think one. they have other good people behind him, so I'm not entirely sure. I'm the only person in fantasy football land who's nervous about him. 
But I'm, oh, I don't think you're the only person. And that's okay. I think a lot of people are, and that's why he asked the question. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I personally think that he's going to be great. He's going to do well. He, you know, he had a slow start his rookie season too, and look at what he did. You know, so he had a slow start, and then he got hurt. Well, this. This year he might have a little bit of a slow start, but he's gonna win you the games in the end of it. You know, I mean, he's the muscle hamster. It that's takes right. a little momentum I mean, to get true. that ball that's rolling. That's right. You that's know, absolutely. I mean, I loved on him last year, and I got burned. And I remember our friend Kira from high school was like, "Do I really have to keep playing this guy?" <laughs> but what week was he out? He was out like week what three? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's like four or five. I think it was later, yeah. It was getting crazy town where we were... To, remember we had to defend him? We were like, no, you guys, Yeah, seriously. but I mean, like, how often do these things like that happen and you find out later that this guy's playing injured since the beginning of the season and then it just was like, enough's enough? Right. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm just, I'm just more nervous. But I, I, I don't think he... I would feel better about him if I could get him in the second round. I don't feel fabulous with him being my number one guy. If he ended up my number one guy, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not quite sure I would draft him as my number one guy. Does that make sense? I don't dislike Doug Martin. I like him. I just like him a little bit lower. If I was able to get a really um, amazing wide receiver... First, I would draft him, come back around, and Doug Martin would be my second or be my second choice overall, but be my first running back. I'd be totally okay with that. That's not I agree. not upsetting to me at all. If you're yeah, like I the agree. eighth, ninth, tenth slot, yeah, yeah, take like Calvin Johnson and follow back up immediately with Doug Martin. Absolutely. Right. But yeah. I'm saying his 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 ADP, his average draft position is not making that a possibility. So he has to be your number one person that you take if you right. want him. And that seems a little risky for a guy that I kept trying to defend. And also, I covered Tampa Bay last year, and the whole thing was a painful experience for me. So, This is a new Tampa, baby. This is a new, new Tampa, Tampa Bay. I know, you guys. Yeah. I know, I know. Right. I'm going to ask another question of you guys. This okay. is from Jamie Betker. She says, you probably will do this anyway, but old faces and new places that affect um, their fantasy numbers, specifically for PPR-type leagues, i.e. Ben Tate, my boy, MJD, James Jones. I figured, you know, there are a lot (laughs) of good running backs in different places right now. For me, I love Rashad Jennings because he doesn't fumble the ball, and he's playing for Tom Coughlin. So I know everyone is... And you better not fumble the ball with him. Right, and everyone's like, oh, but David Wilson's coming back. He's coming back. Remember when I said he was going to be the best of last year? Well, don't listen to these people that love him. I I just, I can't. I can't with David Wilson. I I don't, um, I don't think he is going to lack all value like he did last year when he got hurt and it was crazy, but Rashad Jennings is kind of the perfect running back for Tom Coughlin. You know, like he just kind of, he doesn't fumble. He's a straight up the field kind of guy he can catch the ball I, I just I think that of the old faces new places I'm probably the most excited about him and also I'm an idiot and left my air conditioner on and because we are live on YouTube I'm going to stand up and do that while you two <laughs> make an intelligent comment and I'll be right back uh, uh, I love that you prefaced it my boy MJD because I love MJD, too, but now I'm really worried about him falling on the Raiders with McFadden 
it just it's not my favorite place for him so I, I do worry about him I wouldn't draft him nearly as high as I would have last year um, he's getting a little old so you know I still like him the not, best of all the running back options for the Raiders yes but we all know I, I can't stand McFadden I like McFadden as a person I just think he's a very um, risky ridiculous pick unless you get him low like real low like waiver wire. Yeah, and I spoke I spoke about this before, you know, if you draft MJD, I would get McFadden too. Because Yeah, handcuff yourself. Yeah. You need to handcuff yourself when it comes to the Raiders, period. So if you're gonna if you're gonna risk it with MJD, definitely get McFadden as well. I'm with I'm with Brandon on Jennings. I love Jennings. Like, you know, I I can't say enough. And if Ben Tate can stay healthy, he will play in Cleveland. Yeah, I feel I mean, really good about Ben Tate in Cleveland. I feel really good about that. I don't and love Ben Tate. I don't know what it is. I just feel like he's the engine. Ben Tate was you know, always a really train. solid backup. He just is always overshadowed by Arian Foster. Yeah. He's he's a little hard to love. I hear yeah, you, Courtney. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, like, jazzed about him. I mean, he's no no-shot in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> right. I will say Toby Gerhardt, even though I'm going to also show some trepidation, that's, that's some serious business if he gets the workload that they're saying. We have no guarantees that he can handle the such workload. a workload. Yeah. But, um, right. but he's at least going to have some serious fantasy value at the beginning of the season. And, I, you know, I certainly don't hope uh, injuries on anyone and I, you know, or... I don't, I don't plan for them either, but I definitely feel like if he, he's another guy that if you get him, I would, I would get his backup. Same with Ben Tate. Um, but I, I think that, that actually there's some really good new faces in the running back, or old faces in new places in running back. I felt like this was the perfect place to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of them are, are a little bit better than maybe Was it only old for faces running backs? Was that all Jamie asked? No, in general. I mean, she also said, you yeah. know, James Jones, who's now a Raider. Yeah. You know, or like Miles Austin, who's at, in Cleveland. Same with or Deshaun Andrew in Hawkins. Washington. Miles Austin. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of other ones. So we can ask it in the wide receiver one, too, because I think that's another yeah. good position for that. But I definitely would say the Ben Tate. Ben Tate's, I think, on the lower end of it. I would say it, if we were to rank the ones that we were just talking about, I think I'd put Jennings one, Gerhardt two, Maurice Jones drew three, and Tate four. Where is Noshan Marino in this conversation? He's he's hurt, and I refuse. I've blocked him. He's out. he's probably he's <laughs> probable to play the beginning of the season. He's not making training camp. Well, he's supposed to have a shape too. I don't know. Well, yeah, and he's, he's going, going up season against of clubbing, oh, but he's trying to run through a terrible offensive line that's rebuilding. He also is competing with Lamar Miller. Now, Lamar Miller is nothing to like talk that's about. That's not a remote competition. <laughs> but I mean, you know, other than Lamar last year, Marino Miller didn't even like yeah. play all of the games. So I don't, I I don't think that he's really. Uh, <laughs> And Carly going to be who he was 2013. Right. And Kate Upton. No, Sean's going to get more points than MJD. Yeah, Kate Upton's competing with me for the swimsuit issue. So. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's about the same comparison of Lamar Miller. <laughs> I'm right. Lamar Miller. Sad. I mean, I feel like Lamar Miller's that guy that you think, like, it, 
is an option and then not. he never seems to be an option right. it's 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 weird it's but true and that's what i'm saying you think i'd look good in the bikini but when i'm in it <laughs> it's no i stop it stop we'll it. see i'm lamar miller i love it that's my tech that's my hashtag it's good it's good Brennan, any more questions or? Um, I think. I think those are the the. Uh, let me just make sure. I think those are the. the let's just, let's just go with those two right now. Good, and you know we'll answer some more questions as we go on. Yeah. yeah. So it's perfect. So, when are we gonna draft our first running back, ladies? And when are we gonna draft our second running back? More importantly. Well, for me. Um, I'm going to take Jamal Charles, then LaShawn McCoy, then Matt Forte, then Adrian Peterson. Um, those are my top four in any format, in any league. But I would take any of them. They're all great. To me, they're so definitively the top tier. It's insane. I just love you saying, I'm taking. It's like you're yeah. in a one-man As fantasy As if you're going to get all four yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm taking. Right. Um, you know, yeah. Peyton Manning and then Jimmy Graham. <laughs> because I'm playing against myself. So, uh, no, much. but I, I feel like they're great. And then for me, then I'm going to my first tier wide receivers, then Jimmy Graham. Once again, that's its own tier. And then first tier quarterbacks. <laughs> and, then I, and then I'll go back and do tier two running backs. So... Right. Um, if I'm in a PPR league, I might even do tier two wide receiver before I do tier two running back. Because I kind of like some of these tier three guys, kind of like the guys we were talking about, like old faces, new places. I love this phrase. Um, but so there are some people that I actually kind of like. So I'm not going to push it. But I, I do think that, you know... You would be silly not to take the top four guys if you're the top four picks of the draft. I shouldn't say silly, but sort of. No, silly. It's pretty silly. Silly. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that, Brian, because 75% of the top 20 players are quarterbacks, and then the other five are running backs. Yeah. So... If you have a top five pick, you need to get your hands on one of those five running backs because they're gold. They're literally gold. Where it gets tricky, like you said, is if you're not one of those top picks. Yeah. Because then you got to kind of, I mean, you're still probably, you're still going to go running back. And like Brandon said, I would probably then go for a top wide receiver, depending on how your draft is going. Um, Because the top 10 wide receivers score the same amount of points for the most part as the RB1s did. Other than those top four guys, if you take, you know, Forte, McCoy, Charles, Peterson out of that mix, your wide receiver one is scoring the same amount as your RB one, really. Yeah. And your wide receiver one is definitely scoring a lot more than your RB two. So if you can, and like you said, Jimmy Graham, get your hands on him if you can. But I mean, I would say you're probably going to want to draft your second running back. It's probably third round, third or fourth. Again, all pending how your league is going. If you've got somebody that people are picking quarterbacks and you can get your hands on a LaShawn McCoy and a Doug Martin or a LaShawn McCoy, since we won't talk about Doug Martin because it's Brad's hot button, you say LaShawn <laughs> McCoy. And, um, we can talk about it. You know, maybe like Alfred Morris or maybe a DeMarco Murray. Here we go. 
LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray. That's do it. That's insane. Do it. But it could happen. So you really got to see with your league how that's going. Otherwise, like hold it. off to like the fourth. But like a legitimate question, though. Because I feel like after those top four, it gets a hint dicey. I'll even go top six with Marshawn Lynch and Eddie Lacy. But, like, are you really going to draft Zach Stacy over Calvin Johnson? Or are you just going to go Calvin Johnson if you're towards the end of the draft? Because that's what I think I would do. I think I would take Calvin Johnson. I would take a number one wide receiver rather than a tier two running back. Like, I'd... Yeah. I'd take the... But where, where it gets tricky is in that second and third round, don't you think? Because I think this is where the strategy comes into play right. and where it's really important to like know what everyone has taken in front of you. Because if you know they've all taken a quarterback, they're not taking a quarterback that next round. You can wait on a quarterback. You don't even need to think about a quarterback yet. But if they've all taken, if it's been a mix, then you got to kind of actually think, okay, well, this person has a wide receiver. They're probably going to go with the top running back in the next round, so I can probably screw them by taking this running back or... Which, let's be honest, half of fantasy drafting is really just screwing the people around you. Right? It's like college all over again. Yeah. College. I mean, it's kind of like, well, I, can get, I can get a little dig in here. But that's where it comes into play. You really need to know, that's key people, know who's drafted what around you. Because that's going to completely help your strategy and what you need in the next, that rounds two to six, big time. Yeah. There you go. I guess, you know, oh, no. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, no I, I just was saying, like, I think it's about, you know, your draft philosophy. It's like, is it best player available, or do you feel like you really need to get a running back? You know, like, I think, I think that each person needs to kind of decide, and I think especially if you're in PPR, I'm not entirely sure I would encourage you to kind of reach on a running back if you can get Demarius Thomas in the first round. You know, like, I feel like right. some of those guys – to me at this point, like you said, like after those top four or five guys, it's a pretty significant drop-off. So those wide receivers, right. because they kind of go a little quicker than you think. Because I've been in many leagues where I've ignored wide receiver, and then I, I'm like, oh, that got weird. There's no one here. <laughs> it's like, so if I can get one of those top guys, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'm coming around on wide receivers a little bit. I think they I think a lot of people are, though. Yeah. I think last year was yeah. very running back heavy first two rounds. It was everybody's doing running backs only. And this year, you're right. If you were going number nine in the draft, you might get Calvin, you know, or Demarius, depending on who's available. You might get Jimmy Graham. Instead of, yeah. Well, that's high. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> instead of getting, you know, a Zach Stacey. So it is it is up to you whether you're going to do best player available or just go with a plan, head in there, and get it done. So Ashley and Brandon are saying you can wait till around four to get your second running back. So that's kind of exciting this year. It's good. Is I that like what it. I said? That's what, yeah, you guys said, third, third or fourth round. All right. Don't make me commit. All, de- all depending on how your draft is going, though. <laughs> don't. Absolutely. If, don't say these things. If your draft, everyone's only picking running backs, and you, you got to get a running, you gotta get a running back. Yeah, you got to do that your second round. But if people are alternating a little bit and switching up with a little bit of wide receiver action, then you got a little time. Or you wait and you just sweep yeah. up everyone's handcuff. Someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Good Doug Martin's hand Again. There you go. It's all about there screwing people, right? Yeah. There we go. Some no, like, I got McFadden. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Suck on In that rat, week five. I'm going to steal Fred Jackson <laughs> from every CJ Spiller owner. Because I love him. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's mean. I love that. I like it. I love I like Fred it. Jackson. <laughs> if anybody's listened to any of our previous shows, we all know how Ashley is very emotional about her Ryan Matthews. Ooh. Very emotional. Whipping that out. I'm whipping that out because I want to know who are your emotional picks for 2014 fantasy draft. Ashley, you switching it up this year? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean... We all know I hate him. That doesn't go away. <laughs> but, you know, when I think of an emotional pick, I think of someone that you draft for no statistical reasoning behind it. That, so that's my definition of an emotional pick here, right? So someone that also someone that you love for no good reason or someone, you know, who big games here and there and you take them for their upside despite complete inconsistency. You know, with that in mind, the negative emotional side, Ryan Matthews is that guy obviously um you know every part of me dies inside when i talk about him that's how much i just like and this is years but you know it's just it's frustration with him and he had a great season last year and is predicted to have another good season um but i will never ever (laughs) draft him never i will i will never ever draft him in a round that is respectable for a starting running back so let me make that clear i would take him in the 10th round or later Sure. You know, I can have him ride my pine and play him once or twice a season, but draft him in the first, second, third round? Hells no. No, 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 no. But, no, if we're talking about a running back that I would draft out of love, I'm going to go Alfred Morris on this one. So he fell outside the top ten running backs last year. But in my heart, he's like a, he's a top ten back. You know, I mean, he's such a cutie. He is right? cute. <laughs> and he's just pleasant, you know? And a good work ethic. I just like him. Like, he's a little Pop-Tart. You just, you want him to do well. He pleases me. You do. He does. And I really do he's think a, that the, He's a pleaser. That's good. That's good. Yeah, he kind of is. And, and with the whole mess of the Redskins, you know, he's kind of a calming force. Aww. Again, no statistical reason why I should draft him. This is. And I, I feel like him. we should have like notebook music going on. And, right and, now. I, and I have him ranked way too high on my rankings as well. I'll bump him down before the season, but in my heart, I have him <laughs> up there for at least a little bit, just a little bit. We're very emotional about more. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty emotional when it comes. I just made up a word. Um, when it comes to running backs, I am. I just, you know, I had a little tiff with Chris Johnson. But we a got past tiff? that. We got past it. I had him last year. We had a great time together. Yeah, he was we good last year. enjoyed our lawn walks on the beach. You know, he serenaded me a few times. I'm okay with him. I'm not, like, in love with him. Like, I, I have to have him this year. But I, you know, we're in good standing. So I'm okay <laughs> with him. Although, I will say, there are people out there who are going to have their emotional feelings about Mr. Ray Rice, Brandon. And whether they can morally draft him. So, you know, he ended last year being ranked 26 in fantasy points. Shocking. And, yeah, yeah. Because he was terrible. And he might be getting some discipline coming down from the NFL with him and his wife hitting each other or whatever. So, um... So there's that to factor in. So there's that to factor in. 
now with all that factor in, if you are not emotional about fantasy football, you might be able to get him for like really <laughs> great value and a very low draft pick. So just throwing that out there, you know, if you can, sub, you know, take away f- reality <laughs> and how they actually are as good as people from your fantasy football league, I mean, Roger Goodell might, so why can't you? So just saying, you might be a yeah. good pick in the 10th round. 10th round. That's for all of our guys we don't want to pick. Yeah. <laughs> tenth Everyone's round. in the 10th round. That's mm-hmm. the okay round to pick somebody up that you literally have moral objections to is the 10th round. Absolutely. Apparently. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to take five seconds to say I stood up already to turn off my air conditioning, but I just want to let you know it is steaming hot today in New York City. <laughs> so you're going to see me glow and get a little curly. And it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, Matt Forte is my boyfriend. Um, but with, it's not really an emotional pick because it's also the smart pick. And, like, he's logical. Right. So yeah. I'm not going to talk about him. But I am going to talk about my boy, Fred Jackson. Which, actually, he's in this, like, sleeper category. Although he was a top ten running back in standard leagues last year. He's very old. Okay, he's 33 years old he for old. a running back. <laughs> On he'll be 34 this year, which is like 70 in right, years right. for running backs. Right. So, um, but this year his average draft position puts him in the 10th round, which ironically is where you want people that you don't want to draft. But you can actually draft someone you like in the 10th round. Isn't that nice, ladies? Yay, 10th, 10th round. round. Yeah, and so the team wants to shift to Spiller, and I like Spiller too. I don't have any problems with Spiller, but Jackson still has value. They're still going to use him. And it was pretty much 50-50 last year. I don't think it's going to be 50-50 this year, but I think he definitely has value. In fact, um, <clears throat> I was reaching for him, I guess, in fantasycouncil.com's mock draft that I did, and I took him late in the eighth round in a 12-team draft. Um, I felt fine with it. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, this guy actually touches the ball every game. Unlike, you know, some, like, handcuff guy that you're not even quite sure is actually the handcuff. So um, last year he rushed for 896 yards and nine touchdowns. um, But he also had 387 yards receiving. So, I mean, and he doesn't fumble. Yeah, that's I don't. I don't know. I, I just feel like... When you get into those rounds, you do want guys with major upside, and I'm not saying, I mean, he's kind of hit his ceiling, right? He's probably not going to go any farther than that at 33. But if that's his ceiling and I can play him on the right game, okay. Yep. Again, if you got him in the 10th round. Which is where you can get him, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, here's the question, then. Who are you going to draft in the 10th round as your sleeper of the running back 2014? I know that I'm – I don't think I'm going to get him in the 10th round. I'm going to have to get him earlier. But Andre Ellington has all the potential in the world Great. to be a top 10 running back. And I'm in love with him. And probably you will are. be all season. We have him ranked 24th right now, which is really low in, in, in my eyes. But I do – I understand he has to prove himself somewhat. But the coach is going to hand him the ball 25 to 30 times. 
And I think he is like a no-brainer sleeper where it's like if you draft him, he is going to be your moneymaker. I think that he is amazing. I'm into him. I think he's fabulous. Get him on your team. And I just want to say for the record, we said this earlier, Rashad Jennings is going to have a big season. I love him. He doesn't fumble the ball. We have him ranked 15th, but I think he's going to be a top 10 running back as well. We all know Coughlin has this face when the running back fumbles the ball. So good. So good. It is so good. I'm actually kind of sad to miss it this year with Jennings being their running back because it's not going to make that face as much anymore. Well, he still has Eli as a quarterback, so... Oh, Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I don't like interceptions. Uh, what can I say? Well, there you go. I'm going one Ellington, year. people. One Ellington. Year get them on your get them on your team. Ellington. You're gonna love covering the Cardinals. They were my little babies <laughs> last year. I felt bad having to give I them love. up. They're so great. Um so I'm going to take a moment to pump up my man, Chris Johnson, formerly known as CJ2K, which let's just not even go there right now, um, of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but now he's with Rexy Sexy in uh, New York, Jets, and um, that guy has some feet. Which Rexy loves. Only Aren't his wife. Only uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Johnson was the ninth highest scoring running back last year, which most people don't realize because they were too busy being like, but he didn't run 2,000. Whatever. Um, he also caught 42 passes for 345 yards and four touchdowns, which is awesome because um, it looks like Ivory doesn't catch any touchdowns or passes. He caught three passes all year. So um, yeah. he's just his own skill Oof. set. And, and, yes, we need to see him come back from this knee, scope, surgery, what have you. There's the rumors that he has arthritis in his knee. But if he had arthritis in his knee last year and he was still the ninth highest person, I feel fine about that. I'm okay. Amen. I, I don't know. I mean, it, until it affects him, I, I, I'm not that upset by it. Um, and right now his ADP is 55. So you can get him in, like, the fifth, sixth round as, like, your third running back. What? I mean, he's a starter on a team that wants to get back to ground and, grind, ground and pound. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know that he could, he could bomb, right? I mean, he could be really hurt and, and not you know, get get things done the way yeah. they wanted to. But the guy's acting like everything's a-okay, and he's talking about who he wants to be on the field all the time and that he can't make the big plays if he's not on the field. And, I mean, I, I would have to th- think that that means something. So, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if you already have your RB1 and RB2 and he's just sitting there, why not? And everyone's going to poo-poo him, wow. but but realize, like, so I'm looking. We have him ranked kind of high, actually, compared to, I think, a lot of people. We have him at 19. Um, but, you know, if it's between him and, like, Steven Jackson, I'm going to go Chris Johnson. If it's between him and Steven Ridley, for crying out loud, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. He might be. What about for you, he's, Ashley? He's got upside. Well, Brandon's favorite, Nosham Moreno. Different team, different kind of sleeper. You know, I mean, 
I don't know why after being a top five running back last year, this guy has got seriously low ADP at 79. Like, you could get him in the eighth round, essentially. And here's here's where it gets, like, crazy town to me, is that he's getting drafted below Ray Rice and Joyke Bell, who's not even the starting running back in Detroit. I mean, they're a kind of a committee situation, but, like, seriously? I mean, Marino is the starter, and I understand he's hurt right now. Brandon's giving that look just kind of like, he's hurt, Ashley. He's hurt. I'm not giving you anything. But I'm, I'm neutral. You know, <laughs> I think he's got a really good chance, and he's the starter. And, I, I mean, people can keep on drafting Ray Rice and Bell all they want, but for me, I think Marino's got more of an upside. So, to me, he's... I mean, I wouldn't necessarily take him as my first pick, obviously, but for an RB2... Or a flex. I mean, I think he's got way better upside than Ray Rice. Period. And he doesn't hit his girlfriend slash wife. Doesn't do that either. Yeah. Not that we know of. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I disagree with you. I don't think Maria is going to be anything of anything this year. I think we're, he's going to, we're going to stop talking about him in week five and everyone's going to forget that he's in the NFL. You think That's Ray Rice could have a better season than Marino? Yeah. And I don't like Ray Rice. No. <laughs> uh, I think Moreno's going to surprise us. I really do. I think Moreno learned his lesson. I mean, he he was people who don't live in Denver realize he was in hot water. Like they were done with him. They're done with his antics. They're done with him not putting the effort in. And he kind of he made a you know one eighty last year and got it together and was a solid little player. He so played hopefully he'll do that in Miami. For the best offense in the NFL, he played behind an amazing offensive like, line. That didn't let he Peyton Manning get sacked with, like, at all. Seven other weapons mm. on the field. Yeah, but if you watched him, he made plays. It wasn't made, like he just. But it made the defensive guys back up to recover their receivers and Julius, and it left him open to be able to run five yards at least without any trouble. And then he'd run into something, and he'd be, maybe make a move. You know, most of the time he did, but. I mean, it, it's a different dynamic over uh, in Miami with um, a struggling offensive line. And their center you know, just went out. Argue. Their getting... center just went out. So they were trying to repair this out. offensive line, and now it's already messed up. But you could argue because of that he's going to get more touches because they're not going to have a whole lot of offense in the air. Well, I will say Tannehill is going to have to try to figure out a way to give him the ball so he doesn't get sacked so many times And next he's, year. he's a receiving back. So, I mean, he's gonna, they're going to have to do a lot of dumps, and he's going to be the first one right there. I mean, even if you think of him in that receiving sense, yeah, I, I think he's going to get a lot of touches. I mean, I would have been a little more on board before he showed up out of shape at OTAs for a team that he doesn't know the playbook. But that's no Sean. That's a... It's part of his like charm, he, Ashley. It's part, part of his, his charm. charm. <laughs> it's the off season, baby. He's been partying. He's not going to get into shape until right before the season. That's how it works. Do you remember? That's the next picture we're going to see is Manzel and and Marino together, huh? Oh, my god, Just partying. Mm-hmm. Relaxing Vegas. this off season. Just taking their time. Remember last year, though? It's part, of the, his, it's part of his process. Well, but, and then I think this is interesting, though, where we're back to... Um, to kind of only listening to what you hear from camp, right? I mean, him going to surgery, to me, is, like, a, a different issue, which is also, to me, the main reason why I'm, like... Um, but remember last year when there were reports that Eddie Lacy was, like, obese? 
Do you remember they had like right, pictures right, right. of him yeah. that were from a I bad mean, angle and right. it looked like he was like 300 pounds of fat? Like it looked yeah. bad. It did not, it, it, it's terrible. He ended up being a top 10 back and he's amazing. So, I mean, you have to kind of. Right. Decide what and then to Jay Cutler, like. you know, loses a bunch of weight and he ends up getting injured that year. Right. Right. You know? Right. So, kind of yeah. listen to a grain of salt. So. I mean, I, I think with no Sean, you got we got you got to really look injury report wise right before the season to make sure he's going to play, and make sure he. I mean, because that is I, I hate to say it, but that's no Sean. He does this every single training season camp. It's it's like I don't want to say it's part of his process. It literally is. Like he's got to get his partying out during the summer during the off season. He shows up to OTAs, kind of half-asses OTAs, and then he kind of pulls it together in training camp, and then he's ready to go for the season. Again, all pending his injury. So we're, we're going to have to really kind of focus and see just how serious his injury is. Everything's saying that he should be ready to go for the season. He may not be there for training yeah. camp, but we'll see. Well, Ashley always seems to be the one who gets you know yelled at on Twitter. So if you disagree with her, please <laughs> let her know. <laughs> And Ashley, her FFB, right? I do. I, I do. I'm always going to get yelled at. It is weird. That is weird. <laughs> it's fun, though. It is fun. All right, ladies. Which running back do you want people to hold up on during this draft? Maybe you don't want to put them on your roster. I want people to pause on Steven Jackson. <laughs> Big time. Okay. Big time. <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah, I will. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here, here's the deal with him. Uh, I'm, re- I'm going to try to be really nice. Uh-oh. So for the matter that you got Jack with Roger and Devontae Freeman, Jackson is the you know starter by all accounts. He didn't even fall into the top 25 last year when it was just him and Jack with Ro- you know, Rogers to contest with. Not even the top 25 as the starting running back. He was hurt. I, I'm not defending I, him. I'm sorry. I should have said anything. There is no defense. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, now you throw in like a hungry rookie in Freeman and you really have a hot mess on your hands. You know, yes, you will see that he is the starter for a team and you'll want to draft him. And that's fine. But just draft him late. Like, please, please do not reach for Steven Jackson if you are going to draft him draft him with a flex position in mind because I'm fine with him as a flex but you're really going to need to keep an eye on him too to make sure that Freeman doesn't usurp him a few games into the season as the starter because that's also another possibility so it could be a waste of draft pick for you so if you are going to draft him pause don't draft him as an RB1 I can maybe maybe see it as an RB2 but I'm saying think flex Pause, people. Pause. Pause. And I just, I don't want to necessarily pause, but I just feel like the Toby Gerhardt mania must be tamed. People are going crazy <laughs> about it. this guy. They are like, he is the second coming. I love him. You know, in fact, he told USA Today that he wants to be, quote unquote, the beast of the East, referring to Marshawn Lynch. Nice. And, and I hope the best for him. And I like Toby Gerhardt. I'm a Minnesota girl, you know. I've been watching him. I have no problems with this guy. But am I going to take him as my second running back, no problem, in the second round? No. No, I'm not. I don't know what he can do because he was behind Adrian Peterson. I hope that he can do these things, and I know that they really want to use him. But supposedly they really want to use MJD, too. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I think Jacksonville's actually made some great strides for the team, and I love their coach. I think they, they're doing some really great things. Um, but I, don't, I can't take him in the first few rounds. You know, and yes, he has 4.73 yards per carry for his average. But that's because he went in on weird things when Adrian Peterson wasn't playing. So people yeah. that hadn't studied as, tape as on like him. a third down back with fresh legs. Right. He's 27 years old, but he's still an unknown. And I think he's a great player. I think he works really hard, and I'm really glad he gets this opportunity. But I'm not going to bet the farm. That's all. That's all. That's all. Here we Makes go. Makes sense to me. Great. You know, I'm gonna. I, I'm not even gonna say pause. I'm gonna say hit the stop button and then delete <laughs> okay. all of the Carolina Panthers running backs. Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna stop right there. I told my husband, I was like, you know, I, I said pause on Carolina Panthers, and he's like, doesn't everybody know that already? And I was like, well, you'd be surprised. Apparently not. Apparently not. Okay. Some idiot drafts. Jonathan Stewart every year. Every, every year. year. Stewart's hurt again. There's D'Angelo Williams. <laughs> There's Mike Tolbert. The tight, the touchdown stealer. I mean, it's just it's a hot mess back there when it comes to fantasy football. I, it works great for the Panthers. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. But for my fantasy team, I'm going to say no thank you. I'm going to pass on you. Now, the Oakland Raiders are getting into that category as well now with MJD and McFadden. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, like, who is it going to be? Is this a New Orleans Saints kind of running back situation where it's kind of like, sorry, none of you count. You all just kind of like cross each other out and we have to move well, on. Well, at least for the Saints, Pierre Thomas had the most catches of any running back last year. So at least if you're in a PPR league, you can kind of hang right. your hat. But literally with Carolina, you're right. It's like... It's just a... Shame on you. It's Shame a Shame on you mess. if you go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will be giggling at you if you draft any of them. I'm not judging, but I'm kind so. of judging. Kind of judging. As in really judging. I feel like Jonathan Stewart, there should be a separate injury report that says, oh, they're healthy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, don't tell me every week that Jonathan Stewart's injured. I don't right. want to hear it during the offseason. I know he's injured. Right. He's always injured. Yeah. Just tell me when he's not injured. It'd right. be more helpful. Right. You know? Yeah. It would be more helpful. Same goes for McFadden. Same goes with McFadden. Sad. Well, that's what we have for you guys for running backs, ladies. Any final words we want to throw out there? I mean... I guess just accept, move on, and just realize that it gets really thin really fast. I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, I don't want any of these people. Like, literally. I mean, page two and three is just sad, right? I mean, do you see anyone here that you're like, I'm really excited about this guy? Mm. No. But I would say... (laughs) memorize your handcuffs even if you don't draft them you need to be really quick on the waiver wire because running backs do get injured a lot so know who your handcuffs are for your team because you need to be really quick to pick them up if something does go wrong and tier tiers work so what i would do is is that really like 
the first tier, all of them are good, right? And so what that means is that anyone in there, really, you can draft. So it's the same thing with tier two, tier three. So once you get to, like, tier four or five, you should, this is what I do at least, I put little asterisks next to people that I actually like. Because there really is very little difference between Mark Ingram and Sean Green. Okay, like, you know, it's like, so I put a little asterisk next to someone that I think maybe has a higher ceiling. You know, or someone that I think is behind someone that that could get hurt. Like, for instance, like, Sean Green actually might have value because he is the only other running back um, than Bishop Sankey on Tennessee. So since Bishop Sankey is a a rookie, he might actually get valid playing time. So I'd put a little little note there. But kind of determine what your factor is that you're looking for that is kind of like that little asterisk-worthy. If you're in a PPR league... Then Pierre Thomas might actually be draftable, right? I wouldn't if I was in a standard league, but if I'm in a PPR league, yeah, okay. Um, and then once again, don't listen to the David Wilson conversations. I don't want to drive that home, but let's drive it home. It's and get a magic marker and cross out any. Carolina Panther running. Yeah, back. I mean, just pretend they're not even on your list. You can list. definitely use a yeah. sharpie in your draft right. if you'd like, just yeah. to make sure that you don't do it. So you're not tempted. Don't and do Stephen it. Ridley so and I are list. still fighting. So <laughs> just don't tell me you drafted him, okay? <laughs> and there you go, everyone. <laughs> and there you go. Football season is coming so soon. I can't wait. I hope we answered your questions about running backs. Make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and listen to us on iTunes. Until next week, no more faking it. 